14th message dealing with kingdom family agenda. Um, the thought I want to give to us today is moving or move where your blessings are. <laughs> Position yourself where God is blessing. Does that make sense? I think for too long we have, we, have, we have been waiting on God to come where we are. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is God already is blessing and he's waiting on us. Turn, turn, turn you to your neighbor and say, he's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. Uh, let, me, let me throw something else at you. You have to get there by faith. You, you got to get there by operating in faith, by trusting him at his word and, and moving where he's blessing. Now, now, now help me out again, because he's blessing. Because he's blessing. In spite of Trump, in spite of everything else, <laughs> He's blessing. Now, if you really believe that, give God some praise. The scripture that we want to at least launch from is a scripture that lets us know that we already is in position for a blessing. Colossians chapter 1, verse 11 through 13. Read it out of the Amplifier. And it tells us, we pray that you may be invigorated, filled, overflowing, and strengthened Watch this, with all power. He's talking to you. <laughs> He's saying, don't operate from a position of weakness. But God has already given you a position of power and strength. If you believe that, say amen. <laughs> Watch this according to the might of his glory. Now, he's all glorious and almighty, which means then that God has extended towards us all of his power. Oh, y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. To exercise, watch this, every kind of endurance, patience, perseverance, forbearance, with joy. He, watch this. He said, since you're living in enemy territory, you will go through something. Turn, turn to your neighbor and say, you will be tested. You, you will go through trials. You will go through tribulation. Now watch this. Tell them, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Y'all didn't say that with me. Be of good cheer. Because God has strengthened you. God has empowered you. Now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. He said even to be able to go through it with joy. Why joy? Because you know you're in the Lord's hands. 
temporary trouble. Temporary problems. But God. Is anybody believing a but God experience? Is, it, is anybody had a but God experience? I'm not preaching. I'm just. <laughs> I says, giving thanks. Listen, not after the test, but during the test, giving thanks to the Father. I think we ought to give God thanks right now. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you, Lord. You are awesome, Lord. And I said, when you read the scripture, that's really how you ought to do it. You do what it says. So if it starts praising God, you start praising God. If it says thank you, you ought to stop and say thank you. <laughs> Who has right now? You are qualified. Turn to your name and say, I'm qualified. I'm qualified. I'm qualified by Jesus. I'm qualified. I don't care what nobody else said. I don't care what the devil said. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what your mama or daddy said. God says you qualified. And been made fit. Been made fit right now. You don't have to do nothing else if you know Jesus. To share the portion, which is the inheritance. Hold on now. Tell them I got inheritance. <laughs> go say, go get your inheritance. What's this? What's this? You not only got a spiritual inheritance, then you got one now. Your condition does not mess with your position. Your condition is what is natural, but your position can rule your condition. But you got to step in it. Let's go on. I'm not preaching, I'm really not. <laughs> Inheritance of the saint. Uh-oh, this is tricky. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a, I'm a saint. God does not call you a sinner. You a saint that sins sometimes. If you are a sinner, you're going to hell. You haven't been born again. But if you've been born again, God has changed who you are. He changed your spirit. You a saint whether you feel like it or not. You a saint whether you act like it or not. If you are under the blood of Jesus, you a saint. So say with me, I'm a saint. Regardless what I did last night. Saint is what he has done in your spirit and he has positioned you to be that whether you're walking in it or not. It's a state of being. 
Let's go on. God's holy people in the light. The Father, your heavenly Father, has delivered past tense. Already done. Haven't learned to totally walk in it, but I'm getting there. The devil's already defeated. And draw us to himself out of the control and dominion means kingdom. The rest of the world, if you don't know Jesus, you are under the control and kingdom of Satan. But if you are a Christian, he has taken you out of the kingdom of Satan and trying to teach us how to walk in the kingdom of God. It's a battle of kingdoms. It's not about our feelings. It's not about what somebody did to me. It's a battle of kingdoms. He has transferred, he has translated, he has picked us up and said, I position you under my authority, under my rule, under my power, under my anointing, and there's nothing the devil can do about it. Okay, I'm preaching. Okay, I'm preaching. Okay, I'm preaching. Y'all can sit. Y'all can sit. Y'all are getting tired. I'm standing. I'm standing. He has translated us into the kingdom of his son, of his love. This is who we are. Father, even now. Father, even now. Just saturate this place with your spirit. Give enablement to preach and enablement to receive your word. Even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You don't have to walk in the curse that we was born in. The power of the Lord Jesus Christ came to set us, not just to save us, but to set us free. The problem is is this. We are like the children of Israel that's been given the promised land, and we want God to do everything. Listen, God said, it's yours. I have given it to you. And remember I told you, I say this all the time, that the Bible, the stories in the Bible is reciprocal, which means that many times we can find ourselves in the Old Testament. The the story of the children of Israel, don't be too hard on them because we're just like them. 
Here, God, God, says, God, God, God says, you're my chosen. I have blessed you. You are my favorite. You, you, are, you are the one that I'm going to do something great from. I'm your God. I have proven myself. I have brought you out of Egypt. I have brought you out of darkness. Then he says this. Then he said, now I'm going to take you to the promised land, and I want you to go in and take it. You know what the problem is? The giants were still in the land. The Canaanites were still in the land. The Philistines are still in the land. And they said, we can't take it. Because instead of looking at their God, they look at their selves. They looked at their experiences. They looked at their background. They was looking at the wrong thing. I think that sometimes instead of looking at the spiritual we look at the natural. Thank you for that song. I, I think sometimes y'all sneaking in at the eight o'clock. <laughs> Never mind. Because when we operate in the natural, we are allowing Satan to be go- become our God. When we operate in the natural, let, let, me, let me prove this to you. Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 1. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Some I gave them, some I didn't. They're going to catch up with me. Okay. He who, you who he has made alive, spiritually alive. And what he's saying here is that if you're born again, you are spiritually alive, which means everybody else is spiritually dead. The day that Adam disobeyed, he died spiritually, and his inner connection with God was broken. When you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes and quickens your spirit. So now you are the temple of God. The third person of Godhead lives in you. God is in you, all around you. He is for you. There's an anointing. There's a blessing. There's a favor. You have been positioned in a high position that Satan is really up under your feet. He said, we were dead in trespasses and sins. Next verse. He said, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. The kingdom of this world. This kingdom of the world has a way, it has a course, and we all used to walk in it. See, most of y'all heard my story, but you got a story too. And even those of you that think you was pretty good, you wasn't that good. You were still dead. You may not have done what I did, but you was dead. Let's go on. It says, according to the prince of the power of the air, that's Satan. And what he's saying, he sends out his attitude, and we walk according to his attitude. Justin, come here. Let me use it again. He He says, whether you knew it or not, the world is being pushed influenced by demonic spirits. Hold on. You and I was too. I don't know what your thing was, but you had a thing. 
Somebody said a whole lot of things. Me too, sister. Me too. I didn't just have one. I had one, two, three, four, five, six. I done done ran out of fingers. But let's get back to the sermon. Don't do that to me. Okay. And we was being pushed. The, The problem is this. Now that you are saved, you shouldn't let Satan push you around. Now that you are saved, you can turn and face whatever's trying to push you and take your stand. Now that you are saved, you now need to use the power of his word and the Holy Spirit in you to stand up and say no. Listen, I'm not telling you it's easy. I'm telling you it's hard. But I'm telling you that until you decide to fight, the children of Israel had to fight for the promised land, a fight that they had already won in God, but they had to have the faith to turn around and fight. Whoever told us that it was going to be easy? Okay, come on. I remember someone telling me about this three-year-old child, toddler, I guess three or two, that, that, that the child would go when it messed in his pamper, would go, knew where the pamper at, go get the pamper, bring it to his mom, lay on the ground, unfasten his own pamper, and looked at this and changed me. <laughs> now, I, I don't know about you, there's something fundamentally wrong with that picture. <laughs> okay. If, if, if you're smart enough and grown enough to know you done made a boo-boo, go get your own pamper, bring, bring it to me, unfasten the pamper, and lay there like do your job. I think you're old enough to be potty trained. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. If, if that is true there, why we do the same thing to God? And we have the power and knowledge, then God expects us to turn around and use it. We, we have authority, we have power. Listen, we're not this anymore. The spirit of the the small g of this world, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the son of disobedience, move up. Now among who we once conducted our lives in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, just as others move up. But God... Have you had a but God experience? Has God stepped into your life? Salvation is not just to forgive us, it is to empower us. Second Corinthians chapter four says this, says that Satan is the small g of this world. Listen, my brother and sister, this is what I'm trying to tell you. You gotta fight for your freedom. 
You got to make up your mind. You won't be pushed around no more. We got to bring everything in our lives up under the power of the Holy Spirit and watch God take over. Listen, as long as we allow Satan to push us around, guess what he's going to do? The biggest bully is Satan. I know there's a campaign about bullies. Satan is a bully. And guess who he likes to bully on? Christians. Let me get into this. I don't want to take take y'all day, so I'll fly through this. Okay. Colossians 2, 13 and 15. You were once dead in trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, sensuality, your, your sinful carnal nature. What's the difference between carnal and spiritual? Carnal is our human thinking, our emotions, and that's the realm of Satan. Have you ever fought with yourself? Have you ever got into a conversation with yourself and you arguing with yourself and yourself is telling you what to do, but there's another self telling you, don't do it. God is saying, you know, yourself saying, you need, to, you need to go say you're sorry. But then you say, well, why should I say I'm sorry? They need to say they're sorry. You know, the, the self said, you need to forgive them. Well, why should I tell them to, why should I forgive them? They haven't said they were sorry. And, and, and here you are trying to rationalize why you're right in your thinking. Anybody else done that? I got a question which, for you. Who are you arguing with? Why are you arguing with God? One time I was doing that, and I had to stop and say, okay, I'm either gone crazy or arguing with God. Then I had another deeper question. If God is my blessing, why am I arguing with him? Why am I justifying a wrong thought, a wrong attitude? Why don't I just trust God with the end result and come up under the blessing? I don't know about you. I want to be blessed. You know, you know I, told, I told me and my son was talking, and it was on yesterday, this is what I told him. I said, you know what? You're going to go through hard times one way or another. But I have made up my mind that in my hard times, I'd rather be in my trouble with God than to be out of my trouble without God. Oh, God, 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 come on, come on, come on. Because even though there's trouble with God, as long as I know God is in the frame of my picture, I know I'm going to be okay. As long as I know God is right there, I know he's going to keep me. I know he's going to hold me. I got peace. I got you. Satan can't steal your joy and your peace when you're in right position with God. I don't care what Satan throws at you. My question is this. When you are in right position with God, there is a comfort, there is a power, there is a help that doesn't come when you're out of position. And I think it's worth Waiting for. What's this? 
God brought to life together with Christ, having freely forgiven us of all our trespasses, having canceled out, blotted out, wiped away the handwriting of the note, the bond, the legal decree, the demands which was enforced and stood against us. You know what he's saying? He's saying, the law, the Ten Commandments, and all my word that was against you, yes, by the blood, I moved it out the way. Hallelujah. That's shouting. Yes, That's on the shovel. Let me, let me explain. That when you accepted Jesus Christ, your past, your present, and your future sins was wiped out of the way. Hold on now. Hold on. That means that that you're saved and there's nothing you or the devil can do about it. Hold on now. Now, hold on now. That doesn't mean that you get to do anything you want to do. But we're not talking about salvation. We're talking about fellowship. Now, once you realize that you've been forgiven, it ought to make you want to serve him more. Once you realize how good he's been and that God done washed away all your sins, it make you want to do better. There ought to be a want-to. If you really know Jesus, there ought to be a want-to. I want to do right. I want to serve him. I want to worship. Watch this. And he set aside and cleared completely out of your way by nailing it to the cross. That when he nailed Jesus, he was nailing our sins. God, watch this. We know that. I think most of us got that. As a Christian, you ought to know that. But the next verse, watch this. It says, and he disarmed principalities and powers that was arranged against us, against you. You know what he's saying? That he disarmed Satan and Satan no longer have no power against you. The weapon is formed but it cannot prosper. Satan will sell you with wolf tickets but you don't have to listen. Listen, listen. We got to get to the place like, like Charles Spurgeon who said he woke up in the middle of the night and the manifestation of the devil was at the end of his bed and he said, it's just you, Satan. And he rolled over and went back to sleep. Okay, we're laughing. But, but really, it should be that that's how we are. When you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you can't tell me that Satan can do anything against you. When you are in your purpose and you covered under the blood, that, that Satan can't throw just anything at you. Matter of fact, if you in your purpose doing what you're supposed to do, death can't take you till God allows death to see you. The safest person in the world is us. That's why we shouldn't go crazy over what Trump does. 
don't you know you're covered? Don't you know you're blessed? Just stay under the word. Stay under the blood. Romans 16, 20 says this. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. My, my question is, he's not talking to Jesus. He's talking to us. For me, this sends me back to Ephesians chapter 1 that tells me this, that Satan, after Jesus went up to heaven, Satan was up under his feet. Then it says that we as Christians are his body. So just say, if I'm the baby toe, Satan is not over me, he under me. Now the thing is, is that God hasn't said questions here yet, but guess what? I'm standing on his head. Tell your neighbor, I'm standing on Satan's head. Uh, Y'all did not say that like y'all believe it. Y'all was kind of doubtful. I'm standing on his head. Okay. Okay, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Let me go there, let me go there. Then why do we go through what we go through? God did not take Israel's enemy out of the way because he wanted them to experience walking in his power and in his victory. There's something about experiencing the power of God working for you, working in you, working with you, that gives higher praise and help you to understand how good he is. Oh, uh, y'all don't hear me. When you've been through hell and back, and you know only God brought you out, you can't tell me that your faith is the same. When, when you know it was nobody but God, and you know you wouldn't have made it. Then all of a sudden, when you talk about it, you may have tears, but you got some praise too. My experience has made me stronger. I know God is real. How I know it's real? Let's see, I can go back in my story and know and recount how God came and rescued me, how God came and got me. So after he brought me out, I said, my God is an awesome God. See, if you've never been through nothing, you don't have a testimony. But your testimony is based on the trials, the tribulations, the heartaches. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think that our trials and tribulations are to teach us how to fight. Listen, the devil should have never, should have never messed with me. Because from what I learned, I know how to fight now. And so when he comes at me, I know how to get into the word. I know how to stand on the word. I, I'm not saying I don't cry sometimes, but based 
of what I've been through, I stand a whole lot better. Guess what? I now can stand flat-footed and tell the devil, based on what I've been through, I know my God is for me. I know my God will make a way out of them. Is there anybody in the house know that you know that you know? Not based off a of grandmama's story, not based off a of papa's story, but you've been through enough that you don't care what nobody says. You know for yourself your God is an on time God. Your God is a good God. Your God is a keeper. Hold on. He my God. He my God. He my God. Oh, don't you talk about He my God. He my God. He my God. He my God. Oh, He my God. You better know Him for yourself. What gets you there is what you've been through. Victory, watch this. If you learn victory, you're not so afraid in the next battle. There's gonna be some battle, but hold on. But if I defeated him over here by faith, that I can defeat him over here by faith. You know, faith is movable. That means that if it worked here, it's gonna work here. That means if I submit over to it here, and he brought me through here, I submit to it over here. Uh, is there anybody got their war clothes on? Is there anybody? Using the word of faith. The Bible even says this, that we overcome him by the blood of the lamb and your testimony. Did you know your testimony is powerful? Listen, listen, some people say, well, I'm just using my testimony to bless other people. Now, you better use your testimony to bless yourself. You better remind yourself what he brought you through. You better remind yourself, because watch this, my last test was preparing me for this test. Uh, somebody didn't get that. My last test made me ready for this test. So since I won the last test, I got a story to face this test. I, I say this, open up your mouth and tell the devil he don't know who he messing with. <laughs> you got a big mouth? then you need to open up your big mouth and tell your story. I think, who, they, 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 you sang a song, I think it's you, it said, I told the story. How'd that go? 
Oh, y'all didn't hear it. Y'all need to hear this. Huh? I told the storm to pass. I told the storm to go away. I command you to move today. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think it'd be better if you sang it. Come on. I told the storm to pass. Storm, you can lie. Go away. I command you to move Storm. don't change your position change now in the midst of the storm instead of it being over you you are over it have you ever been where your condition hasn't changed but you acting like you feel like ain't nothing happening you got joy you singing you, 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 you act like ain't nothing going on and people are looking at you like you crazy because, because, because they're, they're, you, it hasn't moved you. God, God is speaking peace, be still. Listen, in the middle of the storm, in the middle of trouble, there's a peace and a satisfaction and the devil get frustrated because he can't move you. Let me show you this. Ephesians 5, 21. We're going to go into marriages a little bit. Because, but you can use this in everywhere where you find instructions to life. He says, Submit to one another in the fear of the Lord. Listen, the, the key word is obedience to submitting to him. Amen. Let me, let me throw this out. You can't do nothing without him. Everything is submission to him because that's your power source. That's your power. Listen, it's not natural for a man to submit and loving his wife in spite of her. It's not natural for a wife to come up under the leadership of her husband. And the only way you can do this is by the Holy Spirit. 
And the only way you can operate in the Holy Spirit is if you submit to his word, submit to his life. I hate to say this, but most of us as Christians haven't submitted yet. So we have no power. You know, I mean, it should be one level of submission to the next level of submission. But as long as we are determined to have our way, God says, have your way. Listen, we are either being influenced either by the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Satan. You can't stand in the storm and say, and command some stuff and say, I know you won't laugh. I'm one of the peace of God. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You can't do that unless you're standing in right position. And God may say, I want you to go through this. Then you can say, I trust you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. As long as you're in this with me, I'm going to be okay. I would not trade a piece of God for nothing in this world. You will lose your mind without God holding your mind together. Oh, there's something about Jesus that makes everything okay. And until you experience, you don't know what I'm talking about. But when we let go, won't it show up? Won't God step in? When, when you sit down and shut up and get still before the Lord and say, Lord, I done tried my way. Let's do it your way. And I'm going to wait right here. God will blow your socks off with your shoes on. The Message Bible in verse 22 says this. 5.22 in the Message Bible. I'm almost done. Submitting to him in everything. Listen, marriages are under attack, under attack, under attack, because it is the highest picture of, number one, God the Father's portrait, his face in New Testament, Christ in the church. Marriage ought to be such a blessing that people get saved by it. But it takes two people who are yoked up to Christ. I don't care how much one is yoked, if the other one is yoked, you're living under a blessed curse. Don't look at me at that tone of voice. The reason I say that is this. The one that's obedient is blessed, but the one that's out of disobedient is cursed. Listen, if God's blessing's not on you, then the world's curse is on you. When Adam disobeyed, everything became cursed. Satan is cursed. If he's the God of this world, then everything he got his hands on is cursed. So if God don't got his hands on it, Satan got his hands on it. If Satan got his hands on it, it's cursed. You could be a Christian and living in a cursed condition instead of walking in your blessing. 
Listen, your position is blessed. But your condition, if you're allowing it to control you, and that, that no peace, no joy, no victory, no hope. Wow. Wow. Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. I'll get you out of here in a few, okay? What's this? It says, it says, it says wife. Understanding support your husband in ways that show your support. Listen, for Christ. Let me just, ladies, curl up your toes. Many depend on how their husband is, whether they're going to come up under and support him. But this is not based on your husband. This is based on Christ. Because the way you submit unto him may lead him to get right with God because God is adding pressure to both of you. We look at marriage as a covenant between two, but it's a covenant between three. Christ wants to be in the center of it and he will work on the person's side that is obedient to his word. And even if the other one is not in obedience, he will keep you in perfect peace that you are. Because it's about faith in him. It's not even about the other person. It's about you and your faith in him. So we can use all the excuse we want to about the other person, but watch this. And God says, but he didn't ask you to, I asked you to. Husband, the next verse tells us, and ours is harder. He says, he says, he says, he says, husband, he says, he says, he says, go all out in loving your wife, creating an environment of love. And he watched this, which means that if we hold anything back without his permission, you're wrong. If you don't set an environment of affection where they can grow. And watch this. It has nothing to do with her. It has everything to do with him. I think we all need God's help in this. Let me speak to some single folks. You better not marry the first thing that comes down the aisle. You can't make a chicken the eagle. I don't care how you try. And if you don't check their spiritual level and their desire to fly high, then you would be handcuffed in the marriage to the level that they would go. Listen, because it's covenant. Now watch this. And then God would say, I still want you, I require you to do what I tell you to do, even if they're in rebellion to me. Yes, sir. Watch this. Watch this. Wives, you're not in rebellion to your husband. You're in rebellion to Christ. Husband, if you're not loving your wife, you're not in rebellion to your wife. You're in rebellion to Christ. And, that's, and watch this. And we come up here and we get into a covenant agreement that we don't even know is a covenant. 
we wonder why marriage is in the state that it's in. And Satan works doubly hard on a Christian marriage because he don't want it to be a light to the world. Listen, it's not just marriage, it's everything. Verse 518. Bring it up out of the New King James, not out of the Message Bible. Matter of fact, start at 16. Ephesians chapter 5. I think I gave it to you. If I don't, would you please find it? <laughs> I said, make the most of every chance you get. This is what he's saying. Make the most of every chance you get to be an example for Christ. Listen, these times are desperate. We're living in desperate times. The kingdom of Satan has gone wild because he knows that his time is short. Next verse. Don't live carelessly, unthinkingly. Make sure I understand what the master wants. Make sure it's the Holy Spirit guiding you in all of your ways. That's why he was given to you. And there's, listen, if he's with you, he will stand before you when Satan comes at you. It's, 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 it's by his power, it's by his strength. Next verse, thank you. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of God is. Constantly seeking his will. Next verse. Do not be drunk with wine or drunk with anything else. You can be drunk with lust. You can be drunk with buying stuff, gambling. Anything can be. It's that which is influencing us is that which is having influence and stopping us from being what God wants us to be but then go ahead and says and the King James says be drunk with the Holy Spirit you know what God wants he wants a drunk church hold on hold on hold on don't use that as going home to get drunk <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking about that type of drunk. I got to throw in a disclaimer here. Drunk with the Holy Spirit. Drunk with the Holy Spirit. Drunk in his presence. Drunk with him. Listen. When you allow the Holy Spirit to take control, God would do exceedingly abundantly above all. The power comes from this. The power comes from, from this. 
a surrendering of the Holy Spirit and putting yourself up under the mighty hand of God. Yes. You know, when you know God got you, you will start singing church songs without knowing you singing church songs. Oh, yeah. I remember me and Reverend Willis would go to the hospital and we would get on the elevator and the elevator would be packed and Reverend Willis would be singing church songs out loud. And he didn't even know he was saying it out loud. See, because when you're in the spirit, it just flows up out of you. You find yourself waking up in the middle of the night, raising your hand and praise to God. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. You, you, you go to cuss somebody out and you bless them instead of cuss them. And you be saying, what's wrong with me? Your husband have made you mad and you in there fixing his favorite meal saying, what's wrong with me? Why am I? No, you don't put poison in it. No, you don't put, no, you don't put poison in it when you're up under the Holy Spirit. No, you don't put. When you're up under the Holy Spirit, you hear things you're not supposed to hear so you can use it in the sermon. The Spirit told me uh-uh. And the spirit said, she said poison. I said, she did? <laughs> God will amplify your hearing so you can hear it and use it. <laughs> we still, I still, you didn't really kiss. Go, come on, let's really book. No, you didn't really book kiss. I know you mad at me, but When you are up under the Holy Spirit, things happen because he's under control. But watch this. The world will say you're being used. The world don't understand why you do what you do. But let me encourage you. Keep doing what the Spirit tells you to do and see if God won't bless you. Oh, 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 there's something about being obedient to him, even when it don't feel good. There's something about being obedient to him, even when it don't look good. But you stay right where you're supposed to be. And God will see you through. You know, you know, there's sometimes you gotta you got you gotta go back to scripture. And when you're obedient, that's that's when you begin to look up and say, now on the him. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not on the knee, but now on the him. Lord, my service is now on the him. Look, I'm not doing it because of them. I'm doing it because of you. Now, only you that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I ask, I can imagine. Hold on, hold on, hold on. When you submit it to God, 
Don't you know God gets happy? The one thing that moves God is when his child got faith in him. Oh, y'all don't hear me. When, when you don't know, and you don't know, and you know you don't know, but you're able to say, I trust you, Lord. I don't like where I'm at. I don't like what I'm going through, but I'm going to trust you, Lord. I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to stay right here. Lord, I'm expecting. Now. Now. Come on now. Now. Under him. Under God Almighty. The God who created all the universe. The God that sees everything. Knows everything. Can do everything. Now. Under him. That is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I think I can imagine. He's worth praising. He's worth trusting. Wait on him. Wait on him. Wait on him. A change is going to come. Wait on him. God will release his power just for you. I don't know when. I don't know how. But I know who. Get up under his blessing and wait on him. 